0: thanks for joining us for the motto verse 2024 due to technical difficulties we weren't able to record the service from sunday morning at the church so i'm going to bring it to you again today because i think it's important that we actually gather together around something that i believe god is underpinning for each and every one of us in 2024 Now one of the things I've done with regards to Mottoverse that's been a real blessing at previous churches was to seek out this thing that I'm calling a Mottoverse for the year. Now this is not a holy horoscope like a fortune cookie you get with a meal or a thought for the day in the newspaper that is here today and then of course you get another one tomorrow. Now the process for me is to really, really boil down what I think is the direction God is leading us in for the whole year. Now, Motto Versa Me is something that underpins all of our thoughts and actions as a church. Something that can act as both a filter and a yardstick. I don't know if people still use yardsticks anymore, but to compare something or to give direction to. I suppose you could say a modern world equivalent would be uh, like the final destination point, I suppose, on a GPS. You know, if we go off track, a new route is calculated to get us back on the right path and that's what I think a motto verse should do now you could say hey Darren that's putting a lot onto a single bible verse isn't it but as I prayed and listened and observed throughout this last sort of six to seven months verses started dropping into my mind I probably actually ended up weighing about five to six verses in the end and then landed on two final ones but what I did over a few weeks, I found myself only actually quoting one of them. And this is the one that I've landed on for the motto verse for 2024. Do you want to know what it is? Well, you're going to have to wait for it. Like all decent preachers, I want to give you some contexts first. Now, when I started the conversation with the elders about the role here just over a year ago... And as that progressed, there was an application question which asked me what sort of person I was. There is a Bible verse I've always used to sum up what I feel my calling is. I've also shared it with you all on a number of occasions. I wonder, can anyone remember it? Well, to bring you in, it's Ephesians 4.12. You might know this well. It says to equip... His people, that's God's people, for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up. Now, I've actually put that verse on the lock screen of my phone. You know, whenever I turn it on, it's there to remind me of what I believe my personal calling is. And I suppose what you could say, that's my own life motto verse. There's a thought. Anyway, last year, I don't know if you can remember the 10-week series I very briefly preached on was around that maturity, maturity in Christ. And if you have a Bible to hand now, and you want to look at the heading there in Ephesians 4 in the NRV, it entitles the chapter, Unity and Maturity in the Body of Christ. Depending on your versions, the New King James Version has it as Walk in Unity. Other versions also focus on the unity part. And it's fitting with my thoughts for 2024. Unity and maturity are going to be key factors. Anyway, back to context. If you've got your Bibles open with you, um, have a look back to Ephesians and Ephesians 4.12. Of course, verse 11 comes before. So let's get some context there. Ephesians 4.11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach, here it is, unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become, there's the word, mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ continues in verse 4. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Verse 15. Instead speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That's Christ's From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, there may be some of you here that will know this passage as something called the five-fold ministry. And in verse 11, it says that exactly, doesn't it? That's where we get it from. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers... But here's a question for you. I know you like questions. What are these roles for? Let me add a bit to it for you. That question, is it to do all the work in church? Well, hopefully you are saying, well, no. So let me ask another question. Does everyone in church fall into these five ministries? To help you out here, the answer is no. Again, So that begs the question, doesn't it? So what do these roles do? Now, I'm not dragging this out for the sake of it, and some may be with me already here, but the functions of the fivefold ministries is foundational in making the body of Christ function properly. Did you catch that? See, every person here, who identifies as a Christian is part of the body of Christ, and they have a key role to play in the life of the church. The fivefold ministry folk are not supposed to do all the work. You can't say, look, like, hey, now we're we got a pastor. No, instead, it's wake up, O oh sleeper. The fivefold ministry is here to equip you, the body of Christ to function within the spiritual gifts that every single one of us has access to. You know, we've said it already, haven't we? Not everyone is called into fivefold ministry. But let me remind you of this everyone is called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and everyone has gifts that allow them to do that in their own unique ways. Now, you'll know about the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit there in Galatians 5. They've got some banners up on the wall with those on. But in addition to those nine fruits, in 1 Corinthians 12, it also speaks of nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. But here's the amazing thing. Is there any limit to the spiritual gifts on offer? You see, Paul adds four more. Doesn't necessarily provide us with a definitive list. Romans has at least another four. And depending on which scholars you follow, there are at least another six that they bring out. You see, the point is, that's more important than how many of the gifts there are, is that any one of these gifts, and dare I say, maybe some that are not even listed, can be manifest by the Holy Spirit through any believer, any time that he chooses, in order to accomplish the will of God. He can even speak through a donkey. How much hope does that give me? But anyway, here's the rub this morning. In our modern day churches, it's not the pastor's job to do everything, but it's to equip you for works of service. Sure, one hopes the pastor has some spiritual gifts, but actually, their role is to equip you in the gifts. You see, if I do my part well, who here wants to be Equipped. Who wants to be equipped? You see, I told you 2024 was going to be exciting. But let's be very practical around that. This is a huge job just for me on my own. It's called the fivefold ministry for a reason. You know, plus elders, plus deacons and oversight and other leaders. So here's part of the plan for 2024. Step one, if you like. It's about establishing teams we cannot do this stuff on our own when God created man in his own image what did he say Genesis 126 let us make mankind in our image note the together part together they created so as a body of Christ here in Falmouth why would any one of us think we can effectively do anything for God on our own 2024 is about a together team. 2024 is about friendships and community. And 2024 commands us to go. Go further than we have before. So there's some context. Do you want to hear the motto verse now for 2024? I hope you're saying yes. Good, but you're still going to have to wait a moment. You see, one last piece of context or more so application is if you have seen the newsletter or the pre-service slides you will have seen we're going to go through matthew for the whole of 2024 there's breaks for easter and summer and then finish in time for christmas which if this is edited to slides you will get something appearing now it is only 352 days to christmas yes I don't know if you're really excited about Christmas 2024, but it's only 352 days away. Now, hang on, come on back. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Matthew. strapline says this, the strapline to the new Matthew series, remoulding good stewards and faithful servants, both good things, remoulding good stewards and faithful servants into faith-filled catalysts, transforming our families, churches, workplaces, and communities through the power of Christ's love. Now that gets me really excited. So with all of that said, how would you sum up all of that in one motto verse for the whole year? And let's just add a good biblical number to it. In seven words, seven's a good number, right? What does it say? Well, I'm going with 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, we walk by faith, not by sight. I think you can remember that straight away, can't you? We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, to paraphrase that, if you took a, um, a, the message, um, it puts it like this. It's what we trust in, but don't yet see, that keeps us going. Now, this motto verse will be unpacked more as we open up Matthew together. But as we also think about the vision casting day coming up next Saturday, I want us to be able to capture what it looks like moving on from just being good stewards and faithful servants. You see, the strapline speaks of becoming faith-filled catalysts. That is to say, we don't want to be the church that says to Christ, on his return come and see how nice the car park looks and also you know we made sure the roof didn't blow off the church building all very important things but look the job description that jesus gave to each one of us is to it's a short word two letters starts with g and ends in o thank you for shouting it out to go to share his good news to make disciples i'm using the word teams this morning But disciples who make disciples who make disciples, teams and teams and teams of them, disciples and baptizing them. And just to flag this up, those that have spoken to me about baptism before, come and speak to me again about this because we're trying to get some baptisms booked in. So if you asked about that, do please come and see me. Anyway, let's go back. The term faith-filled catalysts might not sit well with some, especially that word maybe catalysts. But, you know, it's a good definition. I did try to find another word for catalyst, but catalyst is the word that you find for all the other things that you break catalyst down into. So what is a definition for catalyst? It's so spot on because it speaks of a person or an event that causes great change. And I think that's what we should be as Christians. This is what EBC should be. Something that causes great change. That's interesting. I like looking at definitions and actually the other definition of a catalyst is to do with chemicals and actually it says this something that makes a chemical reaction happen more quickly without itself being changed I just love that you know we can take the gospel of Christ into a broken world it changes the world around you but the gospel itself does not change I think catalyst is a great word So the takeaway today is our motto verse. And I want you to remember it. I want you to test it. I want you to use it as a filter for all your ideas and thoughts. You know, ask yourself, are we doing the same old safe things we used to do? Are we looking at how much money we have left in the bank to be good stewards of that? And sure, that's not a bad thing. But that is not faith. That's stewardship. It's good stewardship. And I believe God is calling EBC. Not just into that place, but into the faith places too. We are no longer to walk by sight. What would that look like if all of EBC was walking in that place? It's probably measuring more than I can even ask or imagine. So when we gather next weekend for our Vision Casting Day, I want you to bring those big faith steps with you. I want you to think bigger, and then think bigger again, and then keep doubling it. I've said it before, until we get to those faith places that God is calling us to. You know, my last pastoral position in Coventry was in a church on an estate where out of almost nothing each week, God blessed us, just use that phrase a minute ago, with immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And I can imagine a lot. But you know what? We walked paths that would only make sense if God showed up we walk by faith giving glory to God in all things you honestly can't make that stuff up so I'll finish with a question or two what will God do through EBC in 2024 if we fully commit to walk by faith and not by sight and this is where it becomes personal who wants to be equipped for that. Who wants to be equipped for that? May God add his blessing to this word, this message today, cause us not just to be hearers of the word, but also doers. God bless you.